0: Hello and welcome to the Everton Fan Focus Reaction Podcast with myself Mark Finnegan. I'm one half of the Everton Fan Focus Podcast, also known as the the co-host with the hair. Um, Tonight and going forward, what we're trying to do, myself and Mark Ellis, is uh, we're going to try and do little snippet podcasts, whereas it might be individual opinions, a bit of a reaction to certain topics or maybe match reviews or match previews. And I know Mark's done one earlier tonight, so we just thought we'd do it out there. 5, 10, 15 minutes, get our views and then upload them. And you can listen to them as a as a shortened podcast. As I say, it's not always possible to get together and do group podcasts. Plus, I don't really want Mark Ellis uh, in my house a lot of the time. <laughs> I, see, I see enough of them as it is. But, um, yeah... What I'm going to do is, I'm going to talk about a little bit of what's happened this week at Everton FC. There's been plenty off the pitch to talk about, and obviously the big game against Spurs this weekend, too. And probably there's going to be an awful lot more transfer news off the pitch. So, we'll be, this is something we're trying to, trying to do, and probably will have to do in the coming weeks because there's going to be an awful lot happening. So, anyway. To, to the matters at Everton FC and following on from our podcast earlier this week uh, typically in typical Everton fashion we recorded a podcast and then the next day they sold John Stones to Man City and have been linked with about 40,000 players since uh, and actually signed one yesterday much to the relief of most of our fans but starting with John Stones just quickly to be honest I don't really want to dwell on him because he has left now but obviously the, the uh, the aim is to keep your best players and unfortunately at the second attempt we haven't managed to do that um, Chelsea came in for him, you know, which seems like a lifetime ago and we managed to fend that interest off but I just think his head hasn't been there since uh, I think it was inevitable that he was going to leave in the end um, Chelsea are obviously probably feeling sorry for themselves the fact that they never got the man and City's a great move for him, but um, you know, I'm more bothered about Everton to be honest and if he didn't want to hang around then as I say, I thought it was inevitable and it was all about Everton getting the right amount of money for him, to be honest. Because in this day and age, a player with that much potential and, and quality, he is worth an awful lot of money. So, you know, fair enough, he's gone. We haven't been able to keep hold of him, unfortunately. That's the Premier League and that's it's been common with Everton over the years. But I would say, you know, it's not more of a common theme these days. But unfortunately, Stones has gone. I'd like to say I wish him well, but I, I, I couldn't care less to be honest with you, he does well or not. As I say, my main focus is Everton and the money, how they spend that now. Um, moving on, following this the Stones announcement, it was a bit of a balls-up by Man City, to be honest, getting a, on the UEFA website and the two clubs were forced to announce it then. Following on from that, Everton have now gone and signed Ashley Williams for a reported fee of £9 million. Uh, typical Everton fashion, it's undisclosed, but you know, there's certain sources saying in the media that it was nine million, which is an absolute snip for a. Uh, I don't care about his age, for, for someone with that much experience and proven Premier League experience, international as well, very cheap. I think that is, you know, there was talk of a fee up to 15 million, and some people sort of were, uh, you know, squirming at that, paying that for a 31, nearly 32 year old, but me personally, I think. You look around and you've got sides paying an absolute premium for players all over the place, and I think Everton if they want proven players and experienced players and maybe a bit of a short-term option with Williams, then that's what we're going to have to go and do. And as I say, if it was nine million, it's a it's a, it's a bargain. Um, and I think the move suits all parties. He's he's probably you know he's been an excellent service to Swansea City, being an excellent servant to Wales as well. Uh, he's on the back of a, a great Euros with his country, and every time I've seen him play for Swansea, especially against Everton, he's been head and shoulders above above the rest. To be honest, he's I remember him having some great battles with Lukaku. Um, he kept managed to keep him quiet on occasion. He just he's a real leader, a real ambassador for defending. I would say. Um, you know, not the most glamorous on the ball, but he's he's dogged. He's uh, he's one of them. We'll put his head in front of everything. And I think over the past two or three years, that's something Everton have lacked. I mean, Jagielka. We were saying the other night, me and Mark. Jagielka leads by example, but not really vocally or or what have you. I think Williams has got a bit more in his locker than that. Um, he's very much captain material. Uh, as I said, I think Jagielka will probably keep the captaincy if he stays, because there's talk of him going to Sunderland, but. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm I'm excited by that. I know Evertonians will say, "Oh, you, you're selling your best star asset for 50 mil and bringing an old man for 30, you know for 10, 10 mil." But I don't think it's like that because there is other targets. We've got Funes Mori, we've got Mason Holgate coming through, Jagielka, Williams, and add to that the potential of Lemieux and Kone, which moves me on nicely to that situation. It, it's a bit up in the air at the moment. There's reports of a fee of seventeen to eighteen million, and I've seen Sunderland fans saying he is a real great defender. Uh, you know, some of them credit him with with him actually keeping them in the league last year. Um, don't know much about it him, honest. But again, he's come into the Premier League. He's 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 impressed, and usually when players do that, they move on to bigger and better things. And if that's at Everton, then so be it. And if you know if they're paying that for him. He must be worth it because the likes of Steve Walsh and Kuman are just going to go and buy any old player. Uh, yeah, he's, he's young. He's um, he's obviously comes highly rated, and we'll, we'll probably have to pay slightly more than we did for Williams. But as I say, the setup at the back there—it's a new look. We're, we're looking to the future now. Um, you know, Jagielka is being targeted by uh, his old manager David Moyes. The, there's potential for him to even move on. So in terms of Funes Mori, Holgate, and Konate potentially coming in, there's youth there. Pair that with the experience and um, know-how of Williams, then it, it is. It's going to be the new face of the heart of the Everton defence, but one that I'm I'm excited about. Again, more transfer rumours. Uh, Yannick Bolasie isn't it's, uh, To be honest, these transfers I'm talking about, most Evertonians are split. You're either for or against. That's just the way Evertonians are. But I, it was just nice to see us. Um, going in for players, and it's been a long time coming this window and this summer, and unfortunately, it's resulted in after the sale of Stones. But I, I don't know the reasonings behind that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so sure where we've got this sell to buy mentality still, or the need for us to do that. But it's been like a domino effect since Tuesday morning, since uh, since the Stones news was announced. You've had the Williams uh, rumours. You've had Yannick Belasi apparently 25 million fee agreed. Kone as I've mentioned and again people have turned their nose up at the fee and, and Bilasi's age, I think he's twenty-seven. But you've got you've got you know, look look what happened with Nias. I'll use that as an example. Everton Wade went and paid thirteen and a half million for a foreign player from you know a foreign league and he came in and it fell on its ass that deal and it's been a bit of an embarrassment for everyone associated. Look look around the league, other, other you know, other other clubs strike lucky, they'll bring an un, relatively unknown Player from abroad like Riyad Mahrez and N'Golo Kante, two classic examples, bring them in and they'll be a success and they'll either move on or they'll be a success at that club, whereas there's been a lot of big money imports, ports and it's a huge risk whereas I think the likes of um, Ashley Williams and, and Yannick Balassi, the, the, the household names around the Premier League, you know that they, they won't really need much bedding in time and in, in terms of where Everton are at with a squad and a manager now and the situation they find themselves in, we need these players in Balassi can come in and hit the ground running, again like Williams every time I've seen Balassi play against Everton he's tore the back out of us, you know think of those, those uh, was it the last, last, I think we drew one all with them last season but the times before that when he beat us 3-2 consecutively, you know he was up and down all over the place, we could not contain him and um, you know I'm excited to see the likes of him fighting for positions with Dillafone Morales because I think up front and, and, and in attack and on the wings is, is in the creative areas. It's still definitely areas where we need further bodies. And but I see apparently there's rumours tonight that the deal might be announced tomorrow. I, I think it's great. Personally, I'm excited to see someone like that in an Everton shirt and, and you know, seeing Everton as a move up in his career as well. Um, there's been also other rumours about Wilfred Boney. The One Matter rumours won't go away. So I think for the next maybe 10 to 14 days, we could see a lot of movement. And as I, I, I completely side with Evertonians when they're frustrated and they say it shouldn't have took this long. But it, it is almost like a game of chess and people are waiting for someone to make the first move. And Stones is gone. Williams is in. It looks like Coney and balassi are next to. So if you you know we've lost a few players, but if you look at the, the signing so far, we've signed a keeper, a centre mid in Adrisa Gay, centre back Williams, potential centre back in Kone, um, and then a creative winger um, in Yannick palasi So add to that a Juan Mata, a Wilfred Bony. Um, there's other links to is it Silemani as well? Apparently uh, Everton are in for him, twenty million bid going toe to toe with West Ham. So I think we are in for players behind the scenes and. Just we've linked with that many players. It is frustrating because you want you want to see them in a in a blue shirt at Finch Farm, and only then you can relax. But I do have a bit of faith that come the end of August. And unfortunately, we'll have played three games by then. But come the end of August, we'll be looking at a fully fit and with squad with a, with with some at least three more faces. I think even after the signing of Belasi and and Williams, I think we'll have another three faces in the door. And uh, hopefully, then from the month of September, we can kick on. Uh, just on this weekend and comment, uh, Coleman's comments as well today, he said uh, Everton are by far from ready, and I think you know th- this summer with the, the disruption at the club, probably you know without slagging them off too much, the state in which Martinez le- left the squad and the, maybe the mentality and fitness of the players. I mean that could be overly harsh, but. It's again, it's going to take more than two or three months for Cumin to, to turn this squad round and his, his, his coaches can't work miracles, put it that way so there is players who are 70% fit, he said, uh, Bezic is injured, which doesn't help things you know, Seamus Coleman's picked up a knock Lukaku's got an ankle problem after the Espanyol game, so you know, we, we are, we're we going to start probably with Kone on Saturday um, hang on, I'm just going to reach for a bottle of wine after saying that Um yeah, Kone's going to start. You know, there'll be a youngster probably coming in at right back, maybe Davis or Holgate. And we will look a bit miss, you know, a bit of a misfit at the moment. But I think get Williams, Balassi, Kone in the door, um, get Lukaku back in. Hopefully, keep older Lukaku as well, by the way. Because that's another threat we face and really kick on. And as I say, I'm I'm confident and I said it the other night as well on the other podcast that uh, we will bring the players in. So on to Spurs anyway, uh, just a word on them. They've kept the squad together. They've brought in a couple of players. Probably the side that came to Goodison and impressed me most last season. We drew one all with them. If you remember, I think it was Aaron Lennon who scored. and the, uh, It was against the runner play. They absolutely passed us off the park that night and uh, full of energy, Really organised, a lot of movement, exciting, intricate passing, exciting, uh, you know, creative players and I think Pochettino is a good manager, I remember saying that last season, um, and he's, they, obviously the balls did up last season for themselves, they had a really good chance, but I think with keep Kane fit, keep Deli Ali, Christian Eriksen, players like that. Keep them fit and firing this season, and the way the way their defense is set up now, and Luddy's in goal, they they you know they're in with a shout for the title. I, I would say they are, even though they haven't really gone out and spent an awful lot of money, and others have. I, I just think the way Spurs are set up, they've got a lot of good things going for them. So that makes for the you know an exciting game. I think you know we shouldn't be we shouldn't fear them. We we've just got to be up for it. Goodison will be rocking. Get behind Everton and Cumin, he'll get a great reception, and. Uh, you know, it's not. It's it's nice to get the season off to a good start, but you know, if we don't get the result we we don't want, then you know, let's not all turn on this manager and the set of players and start turning our air out after the first 90 minutes. Let's try and have a bit of calm and 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 hopefully get a positive result. You don't know we could go out and turn spares over three nil, and it gives you sort of it gives you this this additional optimism. So yeah. I'm excited to see, to see how we do, but I'm also excited to see you know, the next couple of weeks who comes through the door at Finch Farm. So there you go, there's a bit of a reaction podcast for myself. As I say, me and Mark are going to do these, other people are going to be sending us them as well. If you're interested, all you've got to do is voice record yourself and, and send it over as an MP3 and we'll put it on the Everton Fan Focus podcast feed. And as ever, thanks very much for listening and we'll catch up soon.